Why do dads who play golf always bring an extra pair of socks with them? It's just in case they get a hole in one. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're continuing our series on spring from COVID. And our guest this week, well, he's helping business owners just like you rise and float to the top using salt even. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Sean Tidwell, the owner of Salt 7 Even. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? Um, as you said, I'm Sean Tidwell, owner-operator of Salt 7 Float Center in downtown Bakersfield. The reason we are here is for two reasons, actually. The first one is Sean bought the business and has been taking it over successfully. And the other is, well, probably has to do something with my subconscious and needing sleep. And that is why we're here. And for visioneers who aren't familiar with what your business does, what do you do? It's known by a lot of people as sensory deprivation, also float therapy. It's basically 10 inches of water with 1,400 pounds of Epsom salt allowing the body to not have pressures of gravity, also no light or sound, so allowing the central nervous system to really decompress from any outside distractions. The great thing about this is that you get to zone out and decompress and relax. And how many business owners do you know need that? I have to ask, the name of the business is unusual. It's not Float Therapy on F Street in Bakersfield. Where did the name of the business come from? Well, as you mentioned, yeah, I took over the business. Um, you know, I came as a customer. Um, definitely, it's something that the brand, what they had, they had brought to the community. You know, something that 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 I definitely believed in. I wanted to continue to to um, to grow it. They, they shared with me that the name came from, I guess, their faith and the idea that seven is the, not only the number of creation, but also the number of rest. Mm -hmm. So the seven days of the week, the seven colors of the, the visible light spectrum, the seven musical notes. Um, so really this idea that is really built into us, it's built into, you know, not only our life schedule with work, with family, but also just, you know, innate in who we are as humans. Um, then also the aspect of the salt, you know, it's a mineral that, that we need mentally and physically. Also, you know, supports a lot of organic life on the planet, as well as um, that, the aspect of homeostasis. So everything, essentially, all the systems working together evenly, um, the, the sense of essentially of, of ease instead of a sense of dis-ease. You also mentioned that you started off as a customer and became a fan and bought the business. First of all, how did you find out about this and what made you a big fan? Like a lot of people, definitely, you know, maybe heard about it and studying psychology, you know, hearing about it growing up. There's some movies about it. It was, you know, even in a Simpsons episode, 
over the time. So <laughs> right. a lot of people have um, are maybe a little familiar with it, but um, it's something that I didn't know we even had in Bakersfield. I found out, you know, there was a float center. I came in, um, definitely found it to be a transformative experience. It wasn't too long after that. I had a bike accident, um, which I had a major surgery. Definitely a, a long process with nine months of physical therapy. Um, so through that, definitely came in more regularly, was using it not only for the pain management, but also for to really decompress, mm. for the overstimulation of, um, you know, the, not only the, the pain, the, the, the healing process, but as far as the aspects of the, the modern day medicine, um, looking for different alternatives and managing the pain, the anxiety, and the depression. Business owners often face the 100-hour work days, uh, and they work you know, 200 days a week and 3,000 days a year. How does what you have to offer with float therapy help the business owner? There's only so much time in the day, and you know, definitely that, that's the most common thing over here, that, that there's not enough time in the day. But it's, uh, it's almost our hashtag here, make time to relax. Because okay. the idea that, that the more that we can care of our, take care of ourselves, focus on our self-care, um, the more that we're actually making time, um, a little more room and space, not only to make these decisions, but as you mentioned, um, kind of the, the making time for sleep and making time for restoration. Mm. Spending one hour inside the, the deprivation chamber um, is a lot equal to four hours of REM sleep. Wait a second here. So what you're telling me is that if you spend one hour in your tank, it's like getting four hours of sleep. Yeah, so even if you're not asleep, not having gravity pushing you down, not having light, not having sound. Um, so you could be in there brainstorming. You know, it's a great time for prayer, a great time for meditation, but just allowing the central nervous system to decompress, allowing the heart rate to really start to decrease. Um, that's, that's allowing you to, to release anti-stress hormones, really detoxify the system, and really expedite um, the rest and rejuvenation. So there's lots of working professionals, um, professional athletes, people really at the top of their game that do supplement um, their, their lack of sleep or their little sleep with the flotation therapy. One of the things that we're gonna talk about in the next segment is something Sean discovered by accident, but it's an absolute piece of genius for attracting new customers to his business. But before we get into that, how can visioneers find out who you are? You can find out more, I guess, on our Instagram or Facebook. There's gonna be links to our website. And what's your Instagram handle? Instagram handle is going to be at salt7. Okay, and where are we? We're at 1713 20th Street. So we're right across the street from the Fox Theater, um, Caddy Corner to Happy Jack's. Love that place. Yeah. Great food if you've ever been there. But bring cash. So. I say that. I like pie. <laughs> and the pie, and the pie. Well, and it's in website? Uh, the website is going to be salt7.com. And if you enjoy a small business celebration, go ahead and like subscribe and notify and leave a comment. My personal sleep deprivation aside, that is how we found out about this wonderful location. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about that absolute bit of genius that Sean has when we come right back. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. 
You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. I'm here with Sean Tidwell, the owner of Salt 7 Even, and our visitor question comes from Jesse who asks, I have bought a business that some may view as off the beaten path, and I am trying to find an effective way to introduce new customers to the service my business offers. What has worked for you? Well, the first thing I'd say is really start to get to know your community. Um, you know, Bakersfield definitely heavily relies on word of mouth. So what's worked for some people, you know, different cities, maybe even different parts of the city, it may not be true for, for where you are. So really starting to, to find what your community, you know, needs, wants, desires are. Um, also at the same time starting to, to have real ex realistic expectations. Mm. Um, it's, as I mentioned, word of mouth is very much um, relied upon here. So the, we, we can advertise through different avenues, but really expecting the fact that friends, family, you know, essentially people starting to um, organically spread the word of your business is going to be the biggest benefit to your business. Um, so like I mentioned, having realistic expectations of how long that's gonna take, how much time and energy you need to invest in that. Um, so not just expecting to open your doors and um, to elicit fanfare right off the bat. You mentioned that you can't just expect to open your doors and expect people to walk in. What did you do to help be proactive to help draw attention to your business? Um, you know, it's almost like that, that movie Kevin Costner, uh, The Field of Dreams, you know, okay. if you build it, they will come. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I had bought this business, you know, inherited it also because this idea that they brought something new to Bakersfield, you know, they wanted to, to um, you know, be the early adopters and at the same time have somebody to con continue that growth, continue that, the really kind of incubating um, a new industry, you know, a new business to Bakersfield. So I'd say really with that is, um, you know, is opening your doors, you know, but that at the same time is being there um, to start to educate the public. How did you do that? For us, I'd say that the big, biggest success we've had was um, doing the local community markets. Ah, okay. So um, before COVID, also after COVID, the, the hen's roost uh, farmers markets that before at Kaiser Permanente, now is here on 19th Street. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more convenient because it's closer for us. <laughs> right, sure. Uh, but being out there with the community, you know, being able to answer questions, you know, have a lot of people walking by saying, I haven't heard of this, what is this? Some people saying, you know, someone's been telling me about this. So being able to, to be there, um, see the needs, you know, of the community. Also, at the same time, you know, to be a face of your business, being able to, to answer any questions. Um, as the question before, you know, asking about a business, you know, being off the beaten path. That that is really a big part of it. it. Is starting to educate the public, also dispel any any common concerns, any questions that people have, because those act as barrier of entries. So the more that, that we're able to, to be out in the community, you know, really show our faces, you know, starting to tell our stories, the more that starts to benefit, you know, and equate to people coming through the door. You mentioned in the previous segment that you were in a period of transition. 
when you bought this business. What was going on at the time and why did you choose to make that big transition? Um, I was working in the entertainment industry, you know, doing post-production and engineering work um, where not only the music industry was going but the entire entertainment industry at that time was very much transitioning because of the, the state of the economy and also because of technology. Mm. So the more I started to see, um, you know, the, the not only automation, you know, things that are starting to become more streamlined and efficient um, and that, that, that roles were changing. Um, so at that point, starting to, to start to, to look within, you know, myself, um, starting to realize, you know, to, to be more adaptable, um, you know, in, in the changing fast-paced world, is starting to slow down and become a little more reflective and not as responsive. Did your accident have anything to do with that mindset and wanting to transition? The accident definitely, you know, literally taught me to slow down. Um, okay. It was nine months of physical therapy. You know, it did definitely not being able to, to bear weight for that amount of time, really having to be able to, having no choice other than sitting with my thoughts, you know, and feelings. That, kind of, that became like the catalyst to get me where I am now. Um, definitely there is, you know, the, the fear of the unknown. Definitely, you know, it's rare as an adult that we sit, sit and take time for ourselves. So um, that's another part of us going into the community, really educating, you know, finding that, that it is common for people to have fear of claustrophobia. It is common for people to have fear of the dark. It is common for us to think, what am I going to do for an hour? Because it's so, um, you know, it's not very often that we do slow down and take the time. So the accident definitely forced me into um, or challenged me with the fact that, you know, the things that I was neglecting, the things I wasn't attending to, you know, I, that I really had to sit with that. I had to um, become adaptable and be able to transform, I guess, with what was in front of me. One of the reactions that I have gotten for the last 20 plus years is, especially when I was going into college and going into the entertainment industry, was, yeah, well, when are you going to go ahead and get yourself a real job? I'm sure you've run into that with this business because it is it seems a little off the beaten path, as it were. What do you have to say for the naysayers out there who think that you should be out selling insurance or have a quote-unquote regular business just like everybody else? Hmm. I, as far as the, the, it's more to me uh, the business of being human. Mm. So we, at the end of the day, um, we all need to start to take care of ourselves, start to slow down, start to, to make better decisions. Um, and that, that's, that's a, that really is a job as far as starting to educate ourselves on the different ways on, um, and how we can make a difference and how we can actually make change. So I um, definitely feel like the part of the answer before of a business that's off the beaten path a lot of times is accepting the fact that it's not going to be for everyone, that there is going to be slow growth, and it's almost, you know, it's going to be up to you how long, how much time, how much energy you could put into it, um, because it's, it's really prioritizing the sense of accomplishment, what it is you want out of life, what fulfillment is to you. So if, you know, if it, it's not for everyone, you, you wouldn't um, expect everybody to see it in the way that you see it. And we'll be right back. 
the reason we're here talking with Sean Tidwell, the owner of Salt 7 Even, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and wanted to find out about is there a better way to sleep? Is there a way that can help me holistically sleep and recharge better? And so that is why we are here. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, somebody that you'd like to learn from or about, go ahead and reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Sean Tidwell, the owner of Salt 7 Even, and our visioner question from, comes from Teresa, who asks, I want to invite good influencers to experience our business and tell their followers about us, but I don't have a lot of money to invest in attracting them. What have you done that works? Influencers definitely could be an asset to the business, but also another asset is starting to look at each and every of your customers as an influencer. Everybody's on social media. Everybody is reaching out to their family and their friends through word of mouth. You know, you want to tell your friends and your family the new things you just experienced, you know, some new thing that they may not know about. So yes, there are people that, that may have a bigger reach, on the social media, but a majority of the time that's not going to be within your community. That's not going to be something that's going to impact your business. A lot of the, the influencers can have a large following that's going to be international and may not be localized. Um, and it also is going to be more localized to web commerce. Mm -hmm. So to actually have traffic coming through your brick and mortar store, you really want to start to, to kind of focus you know, on, on viewing each and every of your customers as an influencer. For um, Salt7, what we have done, we've launched a campaign saying if you submit a testimonial either to our social media or sending it through our website, that we're going to send you a free float. So the word of mouth aspect, also this idea that anybody has the phone, you know, they can become the influencer. So they may not, you know, have thousands of followers, but accumulating testimonials, accumulating that content. Um, definitely is going to do, do a world um, of change for your business more so than paying for ad revenue and also paying for influencers. So the, the more that you start to kind of influence the community, the more likely you are to, to get the influencers naturally to come through the door without having to pay them. So you just heard it here. If you want a free float, come down, experience it, and then tell somebody by showing it on social media. Now, one of the other things too, and this is something that Sean learned almost by accident that's absolutely brilliant, is lighting. And being a DP lighting guy myself, I have a big fascination in lighting. Tell us what you've discovered here that actually brings foot traffic into your business. So we have the Hue lighting system inside of the building. Definitely really helps with the ambience. Uh, we control the colors. Definitely, you know, makes it more relaxing setting. We found that because of downtown Bakersfield, there's so many people, you know, taking graduation photos, you know, using different backdrops for content creation. Um, we've had a lot of people taking photos in front of our the storefront. Um, it's running on a timer, but we'll get notifications. People will be flashing photos in front of the window. Um, so the different colors, the hue light, definitely is, um, you know, attracted people come take pictures. So we made a campaign, um, you know, mentioning if you tag us in your photos, that, that we would send you a, um, an offer code. So at that point too, kind of recognizing the locale that you're in, 
um, what the community is doing around you and how you can kind of offer a little bit of um, color and light, that definitely is going to go a long way. Now, one of the things that I noticed by doing a little bit of research on you before our conversation, you've discovered fly fishing. <laughs> Tell us about your experience. I mean, this is something you've never done before. Fly fishing, it's, it's been a little more than a year now. Right. My fiance and I, she is actually the one that introduced me to it. Um, I've had some family and friends in the past you know, explain it to me, definitely see their, their passion in it. Um, I definitely couldn't understand it now until recently, but it has a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of parallels to the business. Oh, that, so. that There's a very active element in, you know, in the equipment and, and the whole thing, but then there's also very much of a passive Zen element. Mm. So there's a lot of can being open and fluid to the situation, you know, you definitely have to be adaptable and flexible, but at the same time, the, the knowledge base that it carries, the, you know, it's very, um, it, it, it's definitely found a lot of, um, it found it's a lot of fun, but it's been teaching me a lot of things. So it's definitely. What are, what's something that you've learned from fly fishing that you apply to your business? The thing that I, you know, definitely learned most from my business and I started immediately to see in fly fishing is really is taking the time to slow down. So we have the blood rushing through us, we have the ideas rushing, you know, all of that, that, that we're using the adrenaline to kind of propel us into the day, but really stopping for a second, taking the extra breath, taking the second to kind of, you know, feel the, 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 the way that we feel, you know, made it a little easier to tie the knot, made it a little bit easier to you know, the, the little everyday activities that add up to be our life. So the more I can kind of start to slow down and enjoy each and every little moment on the river, you know, is realizing that I've learned that, you know, through my business, I've learned that through, you know, these different experiences telling me that instead of um, speeding up and running at things, sometimes it's better to slow down. Where do you see your business or what's your definition of success? in the next 5, 10, 15 years? My definition of success definitely would be, um, you know, for it to continue to be the way that it is, you know, not to expect that there needs to be, you know, more people or we need to grow, have a certain expectation in the growth. Um, just the idea that we're here and we're available, you know, if people need us. Um, for myself, even this idea that it's here and it's available for me. So if I have an ache and pain, if I... You know, there's something I see that as success for the, the lights are beyond for me to be able to come in for, for me to be able to have this experience and for me to be able to offer it to others. What advice do you have for the business owner that's going through a really rough time right now? You know, I think that the, the biggest thing is really to, to, to learn from. So they said, not to see things as mistakes or problems, just to see them as things that can teach us lessons. So the more that we can learn, um, the more adaptable we can become, um, the more resilient that, that it will make us. And at that point, viewing failure as just an opportunity, um, and then the more that we're able to get down and essentially to lift ourselves back up. I forgot the name of the guest that he had, but she was um, saying that Chumba Wumba song, I Get Knocked Down, right. you know, is her, answer, her, her anthem. Right. I think for, you know, not only business owners, but for all of us right now as humans, 
this idea of having, you know, unpredictability and stability, having things change, um, that's just a welcome mat for, for, for us to start to dream big, for us to start to look at things in different ways. So it's an opportunity to really start to, um, you know, dig within and see, see what, what we really have and who we really are, as opposed to, to look at it as a, um, as a negative aspect. Because the, the, the more that we can look at it, failure as a positive opportunity for change, the more likely you are, we are to get up, you know, with enthusiasm, with, with optimism, with, with the ability to go actually make change as opposed to um, feeling just kind of helpless and feeling inadequate in the situation. Sean, this has been a privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. If visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, probably the best way is sending a DM on our Instagram at Salt7 or through our Facebook. And where are we at? We're at 1713 20th Street, Salt 7 Float Center. Um, you can email us at info at Salt 7. The phone number is going to be 661-549-1616. You can send a text to that number as well. Website? Uh, website is going to be salt7.com. Sounds good. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. The three-year-old sage. Right now here in the Central Valley of California, it's stone fruit season. And recently I went to a farmer's market where I came upon a salsa booth. Now, I like a lot of different kinds of food and salsa is one of them. And they were giving out free samples. I like free samples. So I was reaching for a chip when I heard a very stern stop. Well, I looked down at the voice and there was three-year-old Carlos giving me a very serious and stern look. He pointed to the counter and he said, you put the cheese on the salami on the chip and you dip the chip in the salsa and you eat it. Well, what was I supposed to say? No. So I put the cheese on the salami on the chip, dipped the chip, and I ate it. And uh, it was delicious. Just heavenly. And I bought the salami and the cheese and the dip and the chips, and I took it home with me, and it was delicious. And then I got to thinking about it. How many years have I been going to restaurants where I take a chip, I dip it in the salsa, I eat it, and that's that. It's tried. It's true. It's guaranteed results. We know what's going to happen. This happens every day. And yet here I've got this three-year-old with no life experience whatsoever telling me how to do things differently. Well, maybe he's right. Maybe because in this case, 
he didn't have any life experience. Maybe he didn't have anything to prejudge. Maybe he didn't have a reason to think differently. What does this say about us and some of the decisions we have to make? Maybe sometimes an outside experience without any experience is the experience we need. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Sean Tidwell, the owner of Salt 7 Even, and I hope you learned something today that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.